Welcome to the First Apostolic Church Podcast. Our church mission is to love as God loves, showing compassion to every soul, thus winning those souls and equipping them to be sent out to plant and to harvest. Thank you for joining us today, and we hope that you are blessed by today's podcast. Now, 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 now you, you folks think I get excited now, but if I was the one sitting there, uh, they'd probably have some disorder in the court, but uh, not guilty, not guilty, not guilty. Oh, God. Not guilty. Not guilty. And yet when I think of the spiritual man, the problem is I was guilty. I didn't get what I deserved. I want to tell somebody here today, I should have been damned to hell, but God interfered. Oh, you didn't hear me. I said I should have been damned to hell, but God interfered. So if you think I'm a little beside myself, I am. Because I know there was a price. There was a price was a price if you will allow me this last time in this revival I I got a dozen things I'd like to preach thank you pastor and sister McGee for allowing us this opportunity and uh, I do uh, count you all as great friends and I do want you to know that me and my wife has said that uh, it seemed like when you all got off the field that we didn't have any more friends. And I know that we weren't maybe just close, but I I felt that your spirit agreed with ours. You were there for souls, and, and I appreciate that. And thank you for the work that you all have accomplished, but thank you for the work you're doing here in Mount Carmel. And uh, in the course of this message, I may try to help you all just a little. Praise God. Praise God. Mark chapter 12 and verse 34. I I want you folks to know I feel at home. I mean, I'm normally crazy wherever I go, but, but there's times I just, I feel like I can be crazy. And you folks don't think that I need to be locked up somewhere, so, so thank you. But, but I mean that. Praise God. I, praise God. Mark chapter 12 and, and verse 34. And when Jesus saw that he answered him discreetly or very carefully, he said unto him, Thou art not far. Thou art not far. Thou art not far. Thou art not far from the kingdom of God. And with that said, I want to give my title. So close. 
and yet so far. So close and yet so far. Any distance between you and God is too far. I said any distance between you and God is too far. Church, would you lift up your hands and let's pray for the anointing to flow in this house tonight. God, I'm not capable of all myself. I, I understand, God, that I got to have you. But I am praying, God, that one more time that you will anoint my mind, anoint my lips of clay. Allow me to speak to the very being of individuals in this house. And God, I'm praying that one more time you will anoint. God, that you will walk up and down these aisles. That you will open us up unto your word. Open us up, God, unto your spirit. Uh, help us, God, to see ourselves uh, even as you see us. And God, not only let us see it, but let us act upon it. And we'll give you the praise and the glory that's due unto your holy and precious name. So close and yet so far. And you may be seated in Jesus' name. We back up to the 28th verse. And the word of God begins to declare unto us. One of the scribes came and having heard them reasoning together and perceiving that he had answered them well, asked him, which is the first commandment of all? Now I want somebody to understand we need to get some first things first. The problem with too many individuals, we want to get the cart before the horse. But folks, it don't work that way. We've got to get first things first. And Jesus answered him, the first of all the commandments is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. I still believe that the greatest revelation that any one of us will ever have is when we come to the understanding of a mighty God in Christ. That there isn't two, there isn't three, there's only one God. Oh, am I in an apostolic church here tonight? Uh, do you understand uh, who he is? It's important. It's important that we know who he is. Deuteronomy 6 and 4, hear, O Israel. The Lord our God is one Lord. Not a dozen, not many, only one. And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy 
Now, now I'm stepping, I believe I can preach this here. I remember I was in the state of Arkansas. During the course of that revival, we had several that were baptized and filled with the Holy Ghost. In the course of the third week there, there was a young minister in the church, him and his wife and son, and, and uh, the pastor got up and said, does anybody have a testimony? And his wife stood up. And she said, I'm so glad that it has rained this week. Now we were going Sunday through Wednesday. She said, I'm so glad that it has rained this week. And I thought, well, that's odd. What's the rain got to do with it? And she said, because if it hadn't have rained, we would have had our boy in t-ball practice. I told you I'm either going to help you or hurt you here tonight. And I thought, the rain decided that? You know what the problem in Pentecost is? Uh, we're not faithful anymore. I don't care, folks, uh, if you have this one God message. Uh, the word said, uh, thou shalt love him. Uh, how? 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 I'm telling somebody uh, with all your heart. You know what? Uh, we got so many people uh, that are so close uh, and yet so far uh, from God. Some of you probably love me until tonight, but that's okay. You know why I'm in church? It was because I had a mother that said, we go to church on Saturday night. We go to church on Sunday morning and Sunday night. And we go on Wednesday night. And if we have revival, we'll be there. My God, I'm disturbed. Why? Because you tell me you love God and yet you go here and you go there. Whenever I want to, I'll come to church. I'm telling somebody you're close, but so far. My God, this ought to be your heart's desire. You ought to say, when do I get to come to church? When are we going to have the next service? Oh, yeah. 
My daddy was backslidden. But my mama said if my kids go to hell, it'll be over my dead body. And folks, uh, this is all I know. And furthermore, uh, it's all I wanna know. Because I believe uh, that will get me to heaven. Feel the Holy Ghost. Now I see many things evangelizing. You, you, you know I, I'm really a wonderful person, but the moment that woman said that, I wanted to stand up and say, "Will you sit down and shut up?" Because that kind of mentality breeds among our saints. And I've come to tell somebody it ain't right for you and it ain't right for anyone else. Why? Because the scripture said we gotta know who he is. But if we don't love him with all of our heart, all of our mind, all of our soul, and all of our strength, we're not prepared. Somebody ought to shout with me at least. Somebody ought to dance. Somebody ought to get excited. Had a family a few weeks ago. They can only come on Sunday morning. Why? Because our kids have got to be in bed by seven o'clock. If your kid has got to have 24 hours of sleep, he's probably not quite right anyway. My, my, my child just, my child just can't. I'd be ashamed to tell anybody that. Well, you know, you, oh, you, you folks are to be about 20 or 30 years back when we had revival from Monday to Monday. And, and I appreciate our service, please. I'm not being critical here. You understand. But folks, uh, we's just warming up about 9 o'clock. And my pastor didn't know what a 30-minute sermon was. I mean, he just warming up about an hour or an hour and a half. But you know what? It puts something in my heart that the house of God is the most important place that I could ever go to. It's the most important place in my life. 
By God, some of you folks uh, ought to get behind this man of God. Uh, you ought to help him. Uh, you ought to hold up his hands. Uh, you ought to support him. He ought to shut the Come on, men. Uh, I want to know, uh, are you with the man of God? concerned about the church. Why? Because we got too many folks that just come and sit. I'm telling somebody, it ought to be the center of your life. He ought to some of you used to love him. Some of you used to serve him. But your heart has grown cold. Your relationship with him is not what it used to be. Too many of us, instead of trying to lay aside stuff, we're trying to see what we can pick up. If your walk with God was greater in days gone by than it is today, I want to ask you, who moved? Some of you used to sing. Some of you used to play. Some of you used to shout and dance. What's wrong today? I'll tell you what. Your love has grown cold. Lift up your hands and love him with me, church. I know I, I felt that spirit that said preacher you're crazy but you know what some of you are on the verge of losing your family you know why because you've decided that the church isn't the most important thing in your life some of you want to straddle the fence you want to hold on to God with one hand and the world with the other but the word said thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart I want to tell our young people you want to live for God then buy into what I'm trying to tell you love him with all your heart all your mind all your soul and all your strength You want to live an overcoming life? This is the answer.
It's Sunday night. It's Wednesday night. It's Sunday morning. An hour before the church service starts. The three words your pastor hates to hear is, Brother McGee, something came up. Something. That's it, brother. You know why? Because there's reasons and excuses. You know what an excuse is? The skin of a reason stuffed with a lie. Oh, come on, somebody. I know. You're making me feel lonely up here tonight. <laughs> but I'm reaching for somebody in this house that used to love God with all your heart, all of your mind, all your soul, and all your strength. Do you understand this young man came to Jesus and said, Master, what must I do to inherit eternal life? I want to know, does anybody in this house want to go to heaven? Does anybody in this house want to miss hell? Then I've came with an answer. You gotta love him. You gotta love him with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul. And may I also tell you, may I also tell you, if you consider yourself a member of this congregation, God only knows how many times I've stepped to a pulpit and had a message. And many were not there that I felt that God had given it to me for. But I won't ever say to God and everyone that considers yourself a member of this congregation. When this man steps to this pulpit and he delivers his heart, whether you're here or not, you're still responsible for what the man preaches because it's not his fault if you're not here. I'm telling somebody, how are you gonna hear from God if you're not here the night that God has a word for you? Come on, saints of God. I'm talking to somebody about being so close and yet so far.
Don't any of you ever dare call your pastor and say, Pastor, something. Something came up. You've got to love him with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul. My God, I'm talking to some young people in this house. If I can get you to buy into this tonight, you're going to be living for God from now until the trumpet sounds or God calls you home. Why? Because this is what the word says. I want you to understand, son, you're talented. I appreciate it. I don't know when I've seen a guitar player who could play at the age of 14 like you can. And I want you to know that the enemy is going to come because he's going to want to try to use your talent for the wrong reasons. But if you fall in love with God, if you love him with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul, and all your strength, there ain't enough devils in hell that can buy your talent and ability. What's the first of all commandments? Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. And the second is likened to the first. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, all thy mind. God, I feel it. I'm telling somebody tonight, everything that you have, you need to lay it on the altar tonight. All of your dreams, all your plans, everything that you hope to accomplish, I'm telling somebody, lay it on the altar. Give it to God and allow him to work in your life. God, I feel the Holy Ghost. Some of you, your pastor's been talking to. Some of you, your pastor has given counsel to. And yet you've walked out. He on my high and decided you'd do it your own way. But I come to tell you, you better take the voice of the man of God and you better take it to heart because God said there are eternal consequences that are due unto how you obey or disobey what he said. Come on, folks. I'm telling somebody you're so close and yet so far from the kingdom of God.
Luke chapter 13, I begin in the 23rd verse of that particular chapter. I was raised in a independent apostolic church and my pastor, before he came to the knowledge of this one God apostolic truth, was a Trinitarian. He said, after God had gloriously filled me with the Holy Ghost and I felt my call to preach. He said, I got seeking God. There was something that was lacking. Something that just did not seem to be quite right. He said, I remember I got praying, got seeking God. And he said, I was in the church one afternoon seeking the face of God. And he said on the wall, Brother McGee, there was an artist concept of Jesus. And he said, I got saying, God, what do I need to do? What am I lacking? What is this that keeps troubling me? And he said, I walked by that picture. And he said, all of a sudden, it came alive. And Pastor Haynes said, I stopped and I turned around. And he said, the Lord spoke to me and said, why will you do everything in my name except baptism? And he said, after it spoke, it went back to being a picture. And he said, I, I begin to think, did I imagine that? And he said, I walked by it again, and it came alive again. And it said, why will you do everything in my name except baptism? He said, I said, Lord, show me and take me and get me to the water. I'm telling somebody uh, that as many uh, as are led uh, by the Spirit, uh, they are uh, the sons of God. Luke chapter 13, verse 23. Then said one unto him, Lord, are there few that be saved? And he said unto them, Strive to enter in at the straight gate. For many I say unto you, will seek to enter in and shall not be able. When once the master of the house is risen up and hath shut to the door, and ye begin to stand without, and to knock at the door saying, Lord, Lord, open unto us. And he shall answer and say unto you, I know you not whence ye are. I heard of a pastor who got a call from a saint in his church. She said, Pastor, you've got to come here. He said, I drove to the nursing home where she worked as a nurse. And she said, Pastor, I want you to go with me to this room. 
She said, I walked in. This lady has been in a comatose state for several days. But she said, I walked in today and said when I did, she was saying something through her lips and and I bent over. I tried to shake her. I tried to awaken her, but it was to no avail. But she said, I bent over and I listened. And she said, I want you to hear with me. What is she saying? He said, I walked up to where the lady was. I got down close to where she was and she was saying over and over again, I want to go to heaven, but they want Don't let me in. I want to go to heaven, but they won't let me in. You know what had happened? The door of salvation had been closed. But today, God is standing here. Tonight, God has walked into this house saying, come unto me, give it all to me, and I will bring salvation. Lift up your hands and love him with me, church. I want to tell somebody. I'd hate to know I sat on an apostolic pew and went to hell. You know what, folks? If this building caught on fire and you and I, and I realize this is an inside wall, but play with me for just a moment if this was the outer wall. If those are two by six walls, it's probably only eight inches to 10 inches to the outside. But folks, eight inches is a long way. Down at Brother L.P. Upton's church, and it's been a few years ago, a young man had got all of his training and had finally got on the fire department, the sulfur fire department. He said, my very first ring, and we jumped on that truck and we took off, and we went to a place where there was a large, large mansion of a house. He said it was engulfed in fire, and all we could do was fight that fire. We battled for hours. And he said, finally, when we got the fire put out and we begin to go through the rubble, he said, downstairs, there was a couple of doors. They were iron doors that fit over the outside door. They had bars on them. And he said, we found a mother and a father, a son, and a daughter. And their arms was all stretched through the arm. 
But somebody had forgot where the key was evidently. And in the chaos of the fire, they couldn't get out. I've come to tell somebody I've walked in here this evening in closing to walk into the burning situation of your life and take you by the hand and lead you to safety because I've come to tell somebody when the Lord gave me this message he told me to tell somebody your house is on fire and you don't even know it your house is on fire and you don't even know it Six inches, eight inches, ten inches. It might as well be a mile. So close. Somebody needs to get up out of their pew tonight. Thank you for listening. If you would like more information about our services and activities, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter with the username FACMC. Again, that's FACMC. Thank you, and have a blessed day.